The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Ah, shucks. All rats. That's about all I can say about tonight's game. As you can tell, I'm not too upset about the Royals losing 5-2 to two at the hands of the Rockies. What's going on? It's Davo. Welcome into your dish here on Clubhouse Conversation as KCC's its remarkable streak of eight consecutive winning series snapped. Although technically they split this one, so I guess technically they could, you know, win their ninth in a row without a series loss coming up against Texas this weekend. But yeah, five to two tonight, they lost at the hands of the Rockies. And I can say, ah, shucks, and ah, rats, and kind of laugh about this because honestly, I am not upset, sad, or worried in the least. The Royals just finished 13 and three of the last 16 days of playing every single day. You cannot be upset. That I mean, that's like three games better than I would have ever imagined best case scenario. The Royals have been so hot that, you know, give them a break. They deserve a day off tomorrow. They're a little banged up. Salvador Perez, of course, a little worrisome that he was a late scratch from the lineup and has the MRI tomorrow. You hope it's it, it confirms what they believe, that it's nothing serious. It would be another major black eye on the Royals training staff if it is something serious. After Eric Hosmer came back not once but twice from that sore hand and they said there was no damage and it ended up being a hairline crack in his you know, right outside his middle joint there by his middle finger. So you would hope it's the same thing with Salvi, that it's it's something basic and nothing serious like the Hosmer situation. So we'll keep our fingers crossed, but I'm not too worried about that. But the day off comes at a good time for the Royals. They need a day off. You know, it's just it's just one of those things. The last couple nights outside of, I mean, they were good last night swinging the bats in the 7th and 8th, but they really didn't swing the bats well overall in this Colorado series. So I think it may have been a good time for them to get a day off. They played a lot of days in a row. That's a grind. And to win that many games, to make up that much ground, they deserve a day off tomorrow. And I'm not too concerned. I mean, some people are are saying the Royals should have won tonight and Christian Colon and Billy Butler cost the game. Somehow, a few people I've even read have said Ned Yost somehow lost the game. I didn't know Ned Yost fielded ground balls and scooped balls and uh, didn't hit, you know, get base hits. I didn't, didn't realize that Ned Yost did all that stuff. Ned Yost did nothing wrong tonight, of course, once again. But... It's just one of those nights. I mean, the Royals only scored two runs tonight. Yeah, they could have won. You can't say they should have won. I mean, how many times this year have the Royals come back and taken a game in the sixth or seventh inning and then just shut down the other team with their bullpen? It's going to happen. They're not going to win every single night. Some of the times, the other team is going to just play better and beat you. Tip your cap and move on. And let's jump right to that inning, though, that ultimately did you know, break at the Royals. It was a 2-1 to lead for the Royals going into that bottom of the six as Alex Gordon led off the second inning with a solo home run. Very impressive. The first pitch he saw in that inning, his 14th of the year. And then after a nice at bat by Eric Kratz, who hit a sacrifice fly to score Josh Willingham, a bit later the Royals had a nice two-run cushion. Of course, Colorado came back and got one on a misplayed ball in center field by Lorenzo Cain that could have been an error. It wasn't an error. Probably should have been a double instead of a triple, and good chance the Rockies don't score in that inning. But, you know, that happened. It wasn't an error. It was just considered a, a bad, you know, a, a, a triple, I guess. It should have been an error, but that's fine. Kane doesn't deserve an error there. I want, I want Kane to get a gold glove someday, so I'm fine they didn't give him an error in that particular play. But then the Royals' defense let him down again tonight in that sixth inning. As Danny Duffy was good, he was rolling right along. There were two outs and nobody on in the bottom of the six, holding on to a 2-1 to lead. Just one run in five and two-thirds, and ultimately that's all he did allow. Only one earned run tonight in seven innings for Duff with five hits, six Ks, and a walk. But then Nolan Arenado in that bottom of the six, two outs and nobody on, hits a ground ball to Christian Colon, who made a throwing error. You know, it wasn't a great throw, but at the same time, Billy Butler should have had it. 
It was a nice long hop, hit Billy Butler right inside the glove, was in his glove. He just didn't squeeze it. Could have maybe even possibly reached down and picked it up with his bare hand if he was a little bit more nimble on foot. But ultimately, it's it's not Billy's fault. Ultimately, it's Christian Cologne for not getting him a better throw over there. Although Billy could have had the play at first base. So both of them were at fault. And then Danny Duffy after that was also at fault. You know, okay, whatever. Instead of just shaking that off, which he tried to do. I'm not saying he didn't shake it off. But instead of getting out of it at that point, and then Willie and Rosario singled up the middle. Then Corey Dickerson walked. A couple of those were borderline pitches, but essentially a four-pitch walk. And then Mac McBride, first home run of the year, first pitch, just like Alex Gordon back in the second inning, crushed it to left field on the line. Colorado went up 5-2, and that'd be it. So the Royals really, if you think of it, honestly, their defense indirectly might have given up all five runs tonight. You can make the make the the argument if Lorenzo Kane plays that ball better earlier in the game that the Rockies don't get that first run. And obviously, if Christian Colon and or Billy Butler make that play, the Royals get out of the sixth unscathed as well. And things may have been different. Danny Duffy comes out for one more inning with nobody on base. Very well could have gotten out of that inning. And then you had Davis and Holland for the eighth and ninth. So, yes, the Royals could have absolutely won this game. But I don't think it's fair to say they should have. With as many games as they've been winning and the fact that it's baseball and the fact that the Rockies are still a major league team. And, you know, honestly, the Royals didn't play as well. Give Jorge De La Rosa some credit out there, man. Forced four double play balls tonight. Was keeping the ball down, getting ground balls. I didn't think the Royals were that bad offensively. I didn't think they were good, but they weren't that bad. I mean, they needed the day off. Maybe they weren't quite their normal sharp selves. They, of course, missed Salvi as well, but Kratz did a nice job getting that run in, so I don't think they really missed Salvi that much tonight. Didn't affect the outcome of this game. Just give Jorge De La Rosa some credit. It happens sometimes. You know, and the Royals made two defensive miscues. The Rockies made zero. The Rockies made the Royals pay. The Rockies won the game. Tip your cap and move on. Don't say the Royals should have won this in every game. That's not how baseball works. For every game you think you should have won, there's plenty of games that you did win that the other team thinks the exact same thing. It evens out. So let's move on. We now get a day off. A much-needed day off. Hang on. I need a sip of beer right now. I'm currently drinking a Mick Ultra to take the edge off this game. Maybe that's why I'm not so upset. <laughs> I had to dry them out there. As we look ahead to the Texas game, and how professional is this, by the way? Just drinking while we're doing it live. I love it. Now, Friday night, it's Giordano Ventura against Colby Lewis, who stat-wise maybe has been disappointing this year. And it, no, maybe. He has been. 8-10 and 10 with the 5-5-2 is not good, obviously, for Lewis. But, I mean, if you look closer against Colby Lewis, he's not quite as bad as those numbers indicate because he gave up 11 runs in two innings, one start, back on July 10th against the Angels to try and save the bullpen. 11 runs in two innings, that probably made his, I don't know the exact math. i got to think his ERA went up nearly a run, maybe eight-tenths of a run. So take that start out, he's probably in the mid-fours and having a decent year. Because outside of that, that was a horrible outing. But other than that, his last night outings, earned runs have been two Four, two, two, three, two, zero, two, and five. So he's been pretty good. Only given up five or more twice in his last ten outings. So to go in thinking Colby Lewis is this, you know, pushover pitcher is not the right attitude to have. The Royals are going to have to bring their game. They're going to have to regroup, enjoy their day off, get 100%, and go in there with a fresh attitude and, and start over again. The Royals have dug themselves out of a hole. They put themselves right now in the right position. Now they got to kind of just put this last 16 days behind them and start over. Start scratch. Just win series again. Take two out of three. Keep winning series. It's not realistic to expect the Royals to sweep and win eight out of nine, eight out of ten, and play 800 ball. It's not going to happen. Just win series. 
That will keep you sane as well and keep you from panicking when things go bad and keep the Royals loose. Just win series. They'll try to do that starting on Friday. The KC, of course, does have a slight advantage on Friday, but I don't think it's a lock by any stretch. Coin flip on Saturday, Jeremy Guthrie against Nick Tepish. Tepish technically has better numbers than Guthrie. 415. Pakoda says he's even better than that. Um, and then you go to Sunday and you've got Jason Vargas against right-hander Miles Mikolas, who's one and five with a seven four eight and forty nine and a third. So the Royals obviously have a huge advantage on Sunday. Huge Royals advantage Sunday. If that's the rubber match, you got to love where they're at. If, if they somehow win the first two, you got to really love with your, where you're at. But as long as the Royals split the first two, they have a big advantage in that rubber match on Sunday. So let's hope the Royals can come out and get that game on Friday that they have a slight edge in. You feel like Sunday's a slam dunk win, and then sun, Saturday becomes a gravy game at that point, as I call them. We'll see what happens. Stay up, Royals fans. Enjoy the day off tomorrow. We'll have a couple of nice interviews for you coming up this weekend on Clubhouse Conversation. Former Royal Jeff Grotewald, who has a major league record, if you go back and look at him, pitch heading-wise with the Philadelphia Phillies, play for the Phillies and the Royals. Mid-90s, Jeff Grotewald will join the show this weekend. We'll also be talking to Kevin Kuntz, Rusty Kuntz's son who currently plays for the Lexington Legends for the Royals in the South Atlantic League. He'll join us as well here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great night. That's it until Friday night. Hang in there, Royals fans. Enjoy the day off. Let's hope Detroit does end up losing against Tampa. Detroit's got a very favorable schedule as well. So the Royals will have to continue to win, continue to play 600 ball from here on out to have a chance to win that division, obviously. Hopefully they can keep doing it, and we'll be here to talk about it and cover it for you on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night.